Welcome back to the OGT Podcast. I'm super excited uh, to have my brother, Spencer Reeves, on here. Spencer is someone who I consider to be a mentor, uh, someone I looked up to for a long time, and I'm really excited uh, to get him on the podcast. If you don't know, he's a professional basketball player. He, um, His brother is in the NBA, so he's very well known in my community. Um, and, you know, Spencer's a good guy. So, uh, Spencer... Tell us who you are. Talk to me a little. Man, I don't know. Appreciate you having me. I know it's been um, a long time coming. We've been trying to get this set up, but, you know, mm-hmm. our schedules have been super busy. Um, I had a busy summer. We mm-hmm. weren't able to get together. I wasn't living in the Batesville area at all, so it's really hard for us to get together and find a time that worked for both of us, but I'm glad, you know, I got some free time now um, and we're able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spencer, I got to ask you the question of all questions. When did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time and why? Because this is called the On God's Time podcast, so you are on God's time. Right? That's right. That's right. No, no, but I think the OG name is kind of cool, too. Like, that's cool that y'all did that. Um, no, but, like, my testimony. Hudson came up with it. Oh, did he? It's, it's a good, it's good. Um, yeah. Now my testimony is, I mean, it starts like a lot of people does. Um, grew up going to church. Um, there where we actually work out sometimes um, with with both my parents, and mm-hmm. then um, it kind of took a turn, you know, whenever my parents got divorced, and I don't even remember how old I was, six to ten, but that was mm-hmm. a time in my life that it was like one of those tragic events, and you know, when my parents wouldn't up like they we we weren't really going anymore like you know they had other things that they were doing and you know when you're a kid like you know you can have your beliefs and stuff like that but like if you don't have anybody to take you to church you can't you're not going to go walking down the street to church and then uh it it was tough for uh us and then we started uh once my dad met my now uh stepmother amanda we started going more um when we were in high school me and austin both and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I never committed myself fully, but looking back, I was just kind of there and it wasn't, mm. you know, you know, fulfilling enough. And it wasn't like, it wasn't enough that I was just going, I didn't actually have that relationship. And, uh, you know, I went to college and, you know, I went to a Christian college my first year and I wasn't, ex- I mean, I really, I'll be honest, like I wasn't excited to go to chapel three times a week and then, go to like go to church on Sunday. It didn't make me want to go more just because I was doing it the wrong way. Right. I didn't have that real, like they were pushing it on you. And I didn't like that. I didn't have that relationship. So I did, wasn't trying to learn. Um, but, and I kept going through college, but it, like I said, it wasn't for the right reasons. And then finally, um, mm-hmm. after I graduated college, I, I, you know, I, I just decided that like the way I was living wasn't the way I wanted to, you know, and and I was always a believer. I believed in God. I just didn't have that relationship like I should. It was like every now and then, you know, it was like a spot relationship. And that's, you know, that's what you kind of want to avoid mm-hmm. because if you don't have that full-time commitment, you're, you know, you're allowing temptation and other things to get in um, to those, those creatures of your life that you don't, that you don't need. And uh, so I actually really dove into it a lot. The, you know, the story, like, Whenever I was jobless my rookie year after my senior year of mm-hmm. college, 
Like, yeah, I was six, seven months without a job. Um, and I was just like, not depressed, but like I was down about it. Like I, I felt like I was good enough and I just spent a lot of time, uh, and felt like it was something I needed to do to like get closer to and have that relationship with Jesus and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and study and just not make it just like, Hey, I can go to church and be okay. Um, right. And looking back at it now, I got baptized. You know, I, I always thought I was like, I wasn't good enough for for God's grace. And that was the biggest thing that like, kept me from pursuing mm-hmm. it more and more. But, you know, luckily, yeah, I decided to get baptized October of, I guess it was 2018. And like my wife, yeah, now, Casey, said that, you know, what a woman, crazy. That, what a woman. Uh, she said that it's crazy because yeah. like, if I was overseas at that time, would I have, you know, made the best decision of my life? I remember she told me that. She was like, mm-hmm. um, that was one thing she always, you know, had prayed about for me. And I finally made that decision. And like, if I was overseas, who, who knows I would have done that? Like, so yeah, that's my kind of my testimony. Like, it's, that's just my story and how I, it, it happened a little later in life for me. But, you know, that's the best decision you can make. That's awesome, dude. I think um, I think it's really cool that, you know, you say it like that because I remember, like, during that time period, whenever you and I were working out, you know, like you said, like, you were jobless. Uh, I remember that time period whenever I was um, – I was going into my junior year, and I remember, like, I walked into the community center, and you were – I don't know if you remember this, um, but, like, I – walked into the community center and you were about to work out. And I think it was like right whenever you got out of college. And I was just like, you were just like, Hey, uh, you want to work out with me? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> and it was, it was just like, I, like you're the first like trainer, I guess I'd say I've ever had. And honestly, the only one really, I mean, um, but that was like kind of your job while you didn't, while you didn't have a job, like you were training kids and stuff. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was such a frustrating time because, you know, I see guys that I either played against and like, I didn't want the ball to stop bouncing. Like I thought I played well enough in a really good conference and I just felt like I was being overlooked at the time. So I was just frustrated and I was looking for Mm -hmm. somewhere to like put that. Um, and, And having that relationship with Jesus was like something for me that was like, it made it all better for, for mm-hmm. you know, I'd get frustrated and you could just go to that. I mean, I know, like, I, at that point, it was just like, I was going on six months, seven months of, you know, no job and it's just straight off season. I was like, man, if I can just keep the, the fun up, that's why, you know, probably I invited you over to get a workout and just because mm-hmm. it was the same thing for six straight months. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It was one of those things that um, I like. I love that you said that, though, like how Casey said, well, if you were overseas, you may not have made that decision. And I think that's really awesome because it's like, you know, man, I'm reading this book right now. It's called Goliath Must Fall by Louis Giglio. So good. Um, And he was talking about how God doesn't intentionally want bad things to happen to us. Like a lot of people think like, Oh, like God wants bad things to happen to us so we can grow. That's not necessarily true. 
but it was talking about how like you know i think it's the book of second corinthians paul was talking about how he had a thorn in his side um but yet that thorn, like whatever it is like like it doesn't say specifically like maybe um he was blind or maybe he had some kind of physical uh, disability or something but that's whenever paul says um in my weakness like i am strong and so he was talking about how like god doesn't necessarily like want bad things to happen to us but sometimes god does put us in positions to make us realize like oh my gosh like i need you god and then from that point in, uh, on in our life we can continue to you know pursue things like basketball that we love but we can also remember who uh has the throne of our life you know yeah exactly no it's one of those things that you're it's like yeah you know he doesn't necessarily put you there but like those that's a great time where a lot of people come to the realization that like they need jesus and and Mm -hmm. i was thankful for that in that situation where I, i believed and i you know i consider myself a christian but like i wasn't pursuing it the way i should have been but yeah, man, I, uh, you know, I, I was always um, like a good Christian kid, I guess you say, like I always knew the right things to say. Um, I, I was always um, in church. I mean, my family always took me. Um, but I would say that my relationship with Jesus really, truly started when I was like a senior in high school, like when I really committed to trying to know the Bible and really like actually trying to like grow my relationship with Jesus, not just saying like, Oh, Jesus loves you. And that's it. But actually saying like, like, man, like this dude genuinely, like he died for me. Like I see a lot of people that, um, I was listening to a podcast with Craig Rochelle, uh, and Christian Huff and Craig Rochelle. He's a, he's a big pastor. And he was talking about how a lot of people have like what's called TikTok theology. They take, you know, one thing that they really like and they combine it with something else. Like they say, you know what, Jesus loves me, but um, I also think it's okay to go do this. Um, I think it's okay to do this. I think that it's not a big deal to be mean to people or or whatever. And they just kind of combine all these things. But the Bible is really where we get like our solid proof and foundation for like how we're supposed to live our life. And when I started realizing that, like, I was like, man, like I, I got a lot of things to change in my lifestyle, man. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's everything's in the word that you need to know. And like, you can always just go read and learn, learn honestly something new or like find out something about yourself that, you know, maybe you need to change, maybe you need to work on. And cause it, I mean, mm-hmm. no one's perfect and it's just kind of the stride you need to take. All right, man, let's, uh, Let's take a different route with this. Let's uh, let's get on something you and I like to talk about. All right. When All did right. you know or decide that you were going to pursue a career as a professional basketball player? Um, I never. I don't know if I like fully have like a t- around time. Like I would say it was. I was probably a junior in college, and I had a really good year. We had a good year as a team. You know, I was thinking like I play in probably. I mean, I don't think it's arguable but people would argue i think it's the best division two conference or it was in the country and Mm -hmm. i was you know i think i was second team my junior year i think i should have been first team but we'll leave that up to somebody else always and uh you know i just i just decided like if i can play at this level and i can play against these guys like i I could have a shot like i just wanted to give it an opportunity like i I love basketball that much that i didn't want the ball to stop bouncing so 
you know, I just, I, I worked every day a little bit harder after that, like hoping that there was something after, you know, the college career was up. Cause like, I mean, with kids with COVID years and stuff now you get six years in college, but um, <laughs> it's crazy. After my four years is up, like I, you know, basketball could stop and it has stopped for all but one of my teammates that I've ever had. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of people like, so I'd say around my junior year and then like it really becomes serious, like my senior year when I was having another good season and, you know, you start asking your coach, you know, your coach starts thinking that something could happen and, you know, you just kind of, you kind of, that's what you work for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. Like like you said, um, you know, you felt like you were good enough. Uh, dude, whenever I was younger, like, I, I and I, I, I've told you this before, when I was younger, like, I didn't look up to, not saying anything against people at Batesville, but, like, I did not look up to any Batesville basketball players at all. Like, I was not, like, like, I saw you and Austin went to go play in college, and I mean, there were there was no other guys around that honestly went to play college basketball. Um, like I am, me and John Paul Morgan are the first college basketball players Batesville's had in like a long time. And so, like I looked up to you guys, and I remember there was like that little period of time where you weren't playing, and like we were playing ones. Like my junior, I, I just I, I didn't stand much of a chance. Like when we would play, like I, I don't, I don't think I won, dude. I don't think I won a game, like at all. And but I remember thinking to myself, like we were playing like the whole time, and I'm just like, dude, why does this dude not have a contract somewhere? And yeah. like over the years, like there's definitely been times where, like I've thought to myself, like Spencer could really play somewhere. So talk about like the journey going from being in Spain to where and you, you don't have to say anything about money at all but like you didn't get paid as much like and like to what you're getting paid now and like I guess you would say the um the platform you're on now where there's a lot of people at your games like and I don't I think your Instagram page for bros Bamberg I hope I said that right I mean it has like thousands of followers but then you were in somewhere like Spain where it was small and it wasn't as well known, I guess you'd say. Like, talk about going from there to, like, where you're at now. Yeah, I mean, like, anytime you sit out, like, I, I did six months, eight months, didn't have a job. So, like, I didn't go until my, I guess, December of my, yeah, December 2018. Um, didn't find a job. So, like, at that point, you're not going to go to a top league or a top, get you know, get mm-hmm. really good, get a contract that's great on any by any means. Like, fortunate to have it. Like, um, God kind of lined things up in place where, you know, things, things came together perfectly and I got to go to a good situation and, you know, I was able to play there for two years in a, in a great city with great people. Um, like you said, it's not always about, not everybody gets, a lot of people don't get the opportunity to play professional basketball at all. And, you know, like I was fortunate enough to just be in that situation where, the money wasn't good, but I was around great people. I was living good. I got to see the world. Um, mm-hmm. And then now five years later, like I'm lucky enough to play in one of the best, you know, leagues, you know, in the world um, in, or in Europe, in the world, whatever. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. With, you know, packed arenas, you know, our seats like 6,000. So, and, and we fill it out a lot of times. So, 
yeah, it's just, I'm super blessed to be able to do it. And like, just being able to keep moving your way up the ladder, like it's just, God keeps allowing me to play and be healthy. Um, and, and just have to give thanks on that really. Mm. Well, I definitely, um, you know, I remember us talking about like, like, you know, how you said like the people you met and like the people, like the relationships you built, it was like, wow. Like, this is amazing. Like I'm in another country right now. Like I've, and I've told you like, you know, if I'm given the opportunity, like, because I, I'm like, like you said, you know, everyone gets like six years now because of COVID or whatever. I mean, like I'm dude, I'm a 21 year old freshman. Like I 100% know I want to play three, like three years for sure. Um, after that, that's another story. Cause I, you know, I'm almost done with school. Like I'm a junior in school after this semester, so it's kind of weird, but, um, but I know that, man, if I am given the opportunity, I don't necessarily care, even if it's just for two or three years, like, I don't care how much money I get paid. Like, obviously you should care about that, but like, if I am able to go somewhere, like, and I don't know if I've told you this, but like a dream of mine is to go play pro somewhere for two or three years, even if it's small, if I don't get paid a lot and do mission work there and tell people about the gospel there and do an FCA camp there. Like uh, I had a kid in my huddle at FCA camp and he was like, like I was kind of telling them about that. And he was like, Oh, so you want to go do an FCA camp in another country? Right. And I went, uh, no, but that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. And so now it's like, and now it's like, man, like if I'm ever given that opportunity, um, like I would love to do that, man. And you've talked to me a lot about like what it would take to get there. So uh, what would be like your best advice for college athletes, um, you know, just on how to be your best each day, like how to be consistent, work hard, uh, all that stuff. Um, Like, it, I mean, it's all about extra work if you can do it. I mean, like some people are super blessed when it comes to, you know, athleticism or, you know, be height and anything like that. But like any, you can always control, you know, your effort, your energy, how you come into practice, how you prepare, you know, what you put into your body mm. um, and all that. Like you, you think it's little, it's little stuff, but like it makes a ton of difference. And then always just putting in extra work, whatever, you know, whatever your sport is, whatever your abilities are. Um, it, you know, it, it becomes hard sometimes with so much practice and so much school um but like that's just what separates people from like being a good college basketball player to you know maybe wanting to you know make it overseas or you know a different athlete that maybe want to go experience the world and travel the world and see things that like aren't possible like you know not a lot of people don't get out of baseville mm -hmm. in newark arkansas like mm -hmm. you're not far, you're not far from home but it says something about you like going to to williams baptist like leaving home and going to play college basketball. Cause like people don't leave home and people don't play college basketball. So it's like, you always just got to mm -hmm. try to get better each day and, and keep pushing yourself. Honestly, that extra work goes a long way in the long, in the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I, like we were talking about a while ago, like, I mean, I'm not just an amazing player or anything, um, but I feel like, um, something I've always done is work really hard and I try to, you know, work smarter each day, but I love what you said about, you know, like putting in extra work. I mean, like, that's like, um, 
that's the foundation of everything, dude. I mean, like, no matter what you want to do in your life, like, you have to put in extra work if you want to be better than – I don't even – man, I don't even want to say, like, better than other people, but just being your best self, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I've really uh, – I kind of got really discouraged, like, my senior year when there were a lot of people um, – like there, there's this one kid. I won't even. I won't say his name, but like there's a kid who got all state, and I was just like, I literally outplayed him every game. Like I felt like I was deserving of all state, but I didn't get it. And so I'm like, man, like like it just gets discouraging. Like when you're comparing and um, you're constantly like looking over and seeing other people get these accomplishments, and it, I, I think you're kind of this way too. But like a, a pet peeve of mine or something that bothers me what I'm trying to work on is like when people are naturally gifted and they don't mm-hmm. work hard, like that just really, really annoys me. Yeah. Um, I would say that that's a thing. And it used to probably bother me more than it does now. Like one thing I'll always say is like, run your own race. Like this thing is called on God's mm-hmm. time podcast. Like if it's going to happen, you know, if it's God's plan mm-hmm. for you, it's going to happen. And uh Right. And like I tell anybody I talk to, it's like, hey, how's overseas? Like you've done really well. You're, you know, you're you're moving up in leagues. You seem to be doing good. I'm just like, there are people that are probably way better than I am, um, mm-hmm. more athletic than I am, taller than I am. But I've just figured out a way to make it work. Like maybe teams mm-hmm. like me because I'm a good teammate. Um, I want to make the team win. I do the little things and those things go a long way. Like I probably used to have your, you know, I used to think like you when it came to, um, you know, you know, if I was six, six, I would be, of course, if I was six, six, it would be a whole different story, but I'm not. And, uh, six foot mark would be nice for me. (laughs) Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is just like, uh, you know, run your own race, you know, control what you can control and, uh, yeah, everything else will Mm -hmm. take care of itself. If you put it in the work, yeah if you put in the work that's the biggest thing and i i think that you know i always knew um like you said like you know you help the team win like i I always knew how big of a deal it was to win um like i like i always wanted to be a winner when i was younger like winning was like an addiction to me which i don't think that's a bad thing to be addicted to at all um but like i don't think until i really started hanging around you in austin i don't think i really understood that not only you know do you have to want to win but you have to do the things that it takes to win um and I think that's kind of when I really started having more success whenever I understood that because like it's I think I heard Austin say this once like um when he was at Oklahoma he said something like someone asked him like do you know do you want to be big 12 player of the year do you want to be first team all big 12 or, or whatever and he was just like I think that if you solely care about winning and all you do is put your effort into winning, then individual accolades will come. And I've just kind of really started, like, having that mindset. Um, I actually didn't plan on asking you this, but I'm going to ask it just because, I don't know, I just thought of it. What uh, How has it been having a brother in the NBA? Like, is that weird? Like, looking in, on TV and just being like, oh, my gosh, my little brother's playing in the in the league. No, I mean – it was a little different last year when he was a rookie. Um, like it was kind of more like you'd look on him, but like, that's unreal. Like you're kind of like, uh, but now I'm just, you're kind of immune to it. Like, I mean, I'm super proud mm-hmm. of him, but 
like at the end of the day, like he's deserved to be there. So it's like kind of normal. It's the new normal. Um, mm-hmm. fo- follow stats and stuff like that. Watch some games when I can. But it's just a cool accomplishment that we get to like live out a dream of playing basketball. And we played on the same team mm-hmm. at Cedar Ridge High School in Newark. Of you know, graduate. I graduated with seventy five <laughs> kids. So, um, yeah, I think it's really cool. I think um, he's doing well, and yeah, there's really nothing else to say. He just kind of. You know, you just got to kind of keep rooting him on and hope, hope he keeps playing well. Yeah, for sure. Nah, yeah, it's been cool. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny, like, you guys will be playing in freaking Germany and uh, in Los Angeles or whatever, and then, like, the next night we'll be playing Fortnite. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of funny. But well, uh, Austin, Austin's no, not big time I, at all. He's... He, you know, he'll, he'll take a picture with anybody, sign anything for anybody. He's not very social. He likes mm-hmm. his video games. So, like, he keeps it super low-key. He's not L.A. at all. No. he's Dude, he's also, like, uh, I remember I was at the beginning when I was kind of struggling. Um, I, I kind of had a little period of time. Like, you know, I've kind of told you. Like, I'm not getting a crazy amount of playing time this year. Um, and it's kind of been hard at times because I've literally – I'm not saying this on a bragging way or about myself or anything. I've literally never been on a team where I've sat the bench. Never. Like every team I've ever been on, like at some point I earned a starting spot or I earned a, a spot where I played majority minutes. And so it's been a challenge for me being a freshman. Um, not like, like I'm not selfish by any means. Like, and I think you know that, but it's, there's been times where it's been hard learning. Like, man, I, I really have, got to learn like to be a good teammate and to genuinely want other people to do good. And, and I, I actually talked to Austin about that. And he said, dude, my, my freshman year at Wichita, I played, you know, eight, nine, 10 minutes a game or something. And uh, he was like, you just gotta, you just gotta know that you have to develop every day and uh, make your way up and don't be discouraged by the fact that you're a freshman. Cause a lot of people will kind of put that little uh, what's it called? The, just, just like that kind of roll on you. So I yeah. never really like. No, for, I mean for sure. I, I mean, it, it's weird saying it, but like I'm I'm going through the same thing this year. Like I I started off struggling because, you know, I've never embraced the role that I'm having to play this year, and that's cool with me. Like I I'm down for whatever helps the team, and uh, yeah. So I come off the bench now, play my 15, 20 minutes, and that's been so much different for me. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to adjust, and I'm actually like getting you know, better at it, whatever the team needs me to do, like I'm going to do it. So you keep working, keep developing. And, you know, at the end of the day, like do whatever you can, whenever you're on the court to help the team be successful. And it it, it doesn't exactly. go unnoticed by people. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like my, my coach, coach Austin, he, uh, he gave me probably the best compliment I've ever heard in my life. Uh, we played a team, and I didn't get to play. And, you know, there it's 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 hard because, like, and he's told me, like, there's been games I've played 10 minutes. There's been games I've played five minutes. And there's some games I haven't played at all. And there, like, I remember there was a time where he told me, like, I heard you tonight over on the bench. And, like, that doesn't go unnoticed. Like, I heard you cheering people on. Like, I've seen you in the gym. Like, continue to work hard. Like, you never know when your name will be called. So, like, like you said, those things don't go unnoticed at all. Exactly. But, but um, let me ask you, let me kind of switch up the combo a little. Um, 
what has the lifestyle change been like? Um, I know you talked about Casey a little, your wife. What has the lifestyle change been like going from dating to being married? And what would you say, like, for people in a relationship, obviously I'm single right now, but, like, for people that are in a relationship, like, what would be your best piece of advice, um, if you have any? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got married this summer. Um, I've known Casey, my wife, since I was 16. Um, yeah, we we kind of dated on and off throughout high school, throughout college, and throughout me being overseas. And, you know, we got mm-hmm. married this summer, and, like, yeah, couldn't be happier. I mean, she – it definitely – it was crazy that, like, God put the person I was supposed to marry in my life so young. And, like, sometimes mm-hmm. that kind of goes overlooked, and it's actually a – it's a crazy thing when you look at it and you're like, wow, I met the person that I'm going to spend forever with now when I was a 16 year old kid that had no idea what he was doing. Um, Mm. just, just living life in in high school and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's been different. Um, so we got married in the end of June of this summer and we lived Mm. together all through July. And then I left like early August. So it's weird not having, you know, we've been together for a long time, but it was weird. Like after we got married, we lived together for a whole month and it was like really weird when I left and I felt like I was, I felt like I was like missing something like a part of me, um, that that I didn't feel, I didn't feel the same as when we were dating. So like, I felt like I was missing like a Mm -hmm. part of me that was supposed to be, you know, physically with me the whole Mm -hmm. time. So that was like a strange feeling when I first got here for like the first month. It was very, you know, I, it kind of had me in like a weird mood, a weird place that I was like, I just miss my wife. Um, right. And it was just a different feeling from when we like did long distance as like boyfriend and girlfriend. So um, any advice that people are, um, I'll say this from experience. Cause you know, me and Casey were on and off through uh, college and even me playing overseas because I thought I couldn't do like long distance. And we, we've been doing mm-hmm. it since we were 16. So I didn't think I could do it. And like, I just was after something that was, you know, the, the grass, as they say, the grass is not always greener. I felt like I was, you know, I had something so perfect and genuine right in front of me. And I, mm-hmm. you know, was, was just, I, I thought I needed to experience something else. And uh yeah, it, God, let me, you know, free will. God, let me make those decisions. And I've lived, learned from them. And uh, mm-hmm. but now here we are. Like like I said, it's all going to happen. Like the podcast is called On God's Time. And, yeah, I couldn't be more happy where I am at the moment. That's awesome, dude. I think, uh, yeah, you got I me. Mean, you guys have been together for, like, a really long time. I didn't think you were going to go in that in depth. But it's pretty obvious how much you love her and how much she loves you. And it's really cool seeing you guys' relationship now. Um, And I definitely – I know that, you know, right now, obviously, I'm single. But I'm trying to um, just know the word as much as I can and, you know, treat the girl as I hang out with or whoever I'm around as best as I can. And I know God – on God's time, he'll bring the person in my life uh, who's supposed to be there. Um, And I try to hold on to that a lot. So. Yeah, well, and just and just and like some advice is just be ready for that, and like 
Casey mm-hmm. is probably one of the most loving, like, um, what's the, I, why am I so bad at this word? Godly. Like, self, like, but godly, but like selfless. And I feel like that comes from how her, her love and like her connection with God, like she does her Bible mm-hmm. studies every morning at like five. Like she's a little crazy for getting up at five. <laughs> But we love her, yeah. and that's, that's, that's when she wants to do it. Um, so we're going to let her do it at five if she wants. I will not be up at five, but she can do it at five. Um, no, but she's, Funny, she's the, the most like selfless person I've ever met. And all mm. that love and care that she gives, um, where she puts everyone else before herself, is a, it, I think it comes straight from like the love of Jesus and the, the connection that she has. For and sure. I 100% believe that. No, definitely, bro. Like I I've said before that I really I really truly believe and th- and this is biblical it's some somewhere in the Bible it says this I don't know exactly but um like if I'm continually reading my Bible and I'm continually connecting with Jesus like bro me loving other people is going to be easy. Like easy. I'm not going to have to like make an effort to love other people like Obviously, in a relationship, you got to try. I'm not saying that, but it's one of those things that like, man, if I'm in my word every day, if I'm praying constantly, hey, God, show this to me, uh, show me this and that, then dude, like when it comes to loving other people, like I'm not going to have to try to be that. I'm going to be that. Like that's mm-hmm. going to be who I am and part of my identity. So, yeah, dude, I think I think you're so spot on. Go ahead. Well, I think that like how what you were saying is like, me and you are both pretty social people. So like, if you can mm-hmm. just show, if you can just like, you know, maybe, maybe you're like, as a, as a Christian, as a Christian, you don't want to like have those talks with people, you know, about the word and stuff and like telling people, like maybe you're, that makes you a little uncomfortable. Like it's not easy to talk about all the time. Not everybody, not yeah. everybody's as good as you uh, at, at talking to it about people or talking. About hey, it. Thank you, man. <laughs> and, uh, but, but like, you know, maybe somebody, you know, maybe you're more, but just being able to be social and like show the love that comes from Jesus, like just in your mm-hmm. everyday relationships is something that like, that that's doing something I think for the, for the kingdom. And mm-hmm. I think it's super important. Yeah, no, definitely, bro. Cause I, I know that like, um, something I've began to learn is that, um, I, I've really tried to like, if I give people advice, because I am not an amazing advice giver, but I definitely have people, you know, ask me all the time just because kind of like you said, I feel like I'm kind of known now more um, with the podcast with, um, I think, you know, I don't know if I've told you this, but I'm going to announce about my book um, sometime this week, like it's officially coming in and all that. So like, I'm going to announce about that. Like I'm known as like, I guess a Christian influencer or whatever. And I've really began to learn that I have to help people understand how they see things best, right? And how they can share things best. Because for me, I sometimes I honestly, dude, I suck at shutting up and listening. Mm -hmm. But sometimes like some people are really good at that. And so, you know, how we talk to people about God and how we connect with people is going to be different. And I've really tried to help. Like if someone's not an introvert or I'm sorry, if someone is an introvert, I'm not going to tell them, oh, yeah, you should go up on a stage and public speak. 
Like, mm-hmm. no, exactly. bro. Like that, that's that's unrealistic to tell certain people that. And so I really just had to learn, like, you know, go ahead. Are you gonna say something? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, I, yeah, I was just saying, like, man, um, I specifically, I'll tell you this, like, with my relationship with Jesus, uh for one thing for me is, man, I am a reader. I just love reading. Like I read all the time and I feel the most connected to God when I'm in my word, which everyone should obviously like, that's a, that's a very biblical thing. But man, some people like you love music, right? Like you talk about loving music all the time. So for you, you may feel genuinely more connected to God and more intimate with him whenever you're listening to Lauren Daigle or worship music or whatever. So like, if you told me, like, man, like, I, I haven't felt that close with God lately. I'd say, well, man, what makes you feel the most alive? And, and that's kind of how I've started trying to, like, give more advice and help people just know who they are. For sure. I, I think if you go towards the, like you said, you somebody that's an introvert and you go, hey, you need to go talk to somebody about Jesus. That would be like, you're a psychopath. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm yeah. no. I'm, so like you said, yeah, just, just appeal to people's like how, how they are and like, cause everybody's different mm-hmm. and everybody has a different purpose and a way of, you know, everybody's called in a certain way and they just, you really just have to learn where that is. Exactly, dude. And I, I heard that once, um, I don't know who it was, but it was something like, we all have the same purpose, but we all have different callings mm-hmm. and it's all like we, we are all called to love God, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and love our neighbor as ourselves. So we're all called to love God and love people above anything else. But, like, our callings are different. Like, I wouldn't expect my brother Jake, not saying anything bad about Jake. I'm not, like, Jake is not as uh, outspoken as I am. So, like, I'm not going to pressure Jake to go preach at Faith Hopewell. Like, that's just like, that's not like, I mean, we're all different. We all have different callings. So yeah, dude, it's just one of those things. Exactly. Um, Last question. Last question. Um, What has been your favorite part about living in Germany? And I actually, I wouldn't, I didn't plan on asking this, but I do have this question. Are there like churches around there or like Christians? Because I have no idea like what the culture is like. So I'm just asking personally. Yeah. Um, I'll start with your first one. Um, I don't know. The, like, I, I really enjoy just, like, I really enjoyed Spain. I really enjoyed Germany. Germany is more, like, kind of American-esque. So it's, you know, everyone here speaks English. Like, I can speak a little German. But, um, like, if you need help, you're, you're able to get that help, which is huge for foreigners, like, living in a mm-hmm. different country. Um but I, you know, I really just like the people that are like, some people have heard of Germans and being like kind of rude and, uh, but all my teammates, all the people that I've met that work for the club are, are great people. And, you mm-hmm. know, just being able to share those like connections and stuff. Yeah. Enzo's the man. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but no, just, just li- being able to live in a different country, experience a different culture of food, um, you know, basketball, everything is just, it's just like my wife here was last week and she just asked me, she goes, is it like surreal? Do you wake up every day and like think, hey, I'm living in a different country or does it just become like normal life? And I just told her like, it, I'm here for nine to 10 months. It becomes normal life. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm not a foreigner living in this country. Like I, I'm, this is where I am. This is where right. God, like, God has put me here. I'm here. Um, so 
And uh, what was your other question? Sorry. It was like, is there like much of a church culture there? Like are there uh, churches or Christians or anything like that? Um, see that that's that's the crazy thing. Like, I've I've looked for like some English speaking because I can speak German a little bit, but I I can't. Mm-hmm. I, if they go in there and I listen to a message in German, I'm probably not going to pick it up. Um, <laughs> right. To be honest, um, there there are some English speaking ones. Uh, I looked about an hour from here. And I mean, we practice sometimes on Sundays and we play on Sundays. Right. So, so it, that's, sometimes yeah. it's almost impossible for me to like, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of YouTube. It's a lot of podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. And they have churches here, but I'm in, a, I'm actually in like a, like a small group. It's uh, we do every two weeks. It's me. It's a, it, a, my, my teammate from last year uh, started it. And it's just guys that are, you know, married or in like uh, relationships. Actually, it's not even just that. Actually, I lied. It's it's just guys that play basketball, like Americans that play basketball overseas, and like how mm-hmm. you can kind of because it's it's not that big of a thing over here. Religion is just kind of like a formality sometimes, right? And we're we're in like a little small group that is run by one of my good friends, and it's just like how do you how do you you know reach the reach some people over here because it's kind of like a lost uh a lost thing so now there's not really churches or anything like that uh there there are but Mm -hmm. it's it's just a little different than it is in the u.s yeah that's awesome dude i didn't know that you had a little group going like that i know you said you had a teammate who (laughs) it was so funny we we were talking about you had that one teammate that like loves god and loves jesus more than anyone you've ever met but he just talks crazy trash like I yeah, that, that's, him. that's him. That's, that's him. him. <laughs> he's, the, he's the one that's he's the one that started the group. Uh, there's about five or six of us that no, uh, like normal on there. He he kind of runs it, and mm-hmm. no, he said he said you know we we talked about it the other day. He's he's trying to get better at like not talking as much. You know, he said if you don't have yeah. anything positive to say, just don't say it. <laughs> it was, bros, yeah, no, that's awesome though, man. The, that's really cool. I didn't know you had that little group. But man, it's uh, it's been super fun, Spencer. I'm really uh, glad we had to have you. We had to have you, gosh. I'm glad we got to have you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but man, uh, thanks for coming on. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what God continues to do in you and Casey's life. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate you having me. I'm glad we finally got it mm-hmm. together. And like, this is good what you're doing. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. building 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 towards the kingdom man it's it's cool and and mm-hmm. you know I, I was happy to be on here yeah for sure all right we will see you guys later see you next wednesday or whatever something cheesy see y'all <laughs>